This is the Ed Milet Show. All right, welcome back to the show, everybody. So I have somebody sitting across from me that I've wanted to talk to for probably a decade. And I have to be honest with you all and say that I had to kind of chase him to get him here today a little bit. It took a while. And we've been talking off camera. We have a lot in common about the way we're currently living our lives. And I think also we share a little bit of a vision of how we'd like to live our lives going forward. And this is somebody who can help you do that. Um, the way I would phrase him is I think he's visionary. Um, he's incredibly bright. When you go to Harvard and then Harvard Med and MIT and your background's in molecular genetics, you're probably a pretty bright guy. <laughs> My mom says so. And she's correct. And as I've spent more time researching him and his work, I'm absolutely fascinated. So today we're going to go on an unbelievable journey about longevity and health, abundance in your life, building an exponential company. We're going to kind of go all over the place this hour with someone who's very capable of doing it. So Peter Diamandis, welcome to the show. Ed, a pleasure. So good to have you. I uh, want to go into it. I want three hours with you, but I'll take the hour because that's what we promised the audience. But start with something simple. Mm. You believe this is the best time ever to be alive. 100%. Which is a contrarian thought because most people, there's a lot of people right now going, I don't know if I want to even bring kids into this I, world. I know. Right and and I ask, what world are you looking at? Mm-hmm. Now, one of the challenges, our brains, our minds, we have 100 billion neurons, 100 trillion synaptic connections, and our minds are constantly being molded by what we watch on TV, who we speak to, the conversations we have, our experiences. And if you're waking up every day and you're watching uh, CNN, which I call the crisis news network or the constantly negative news network, uh, you're going to be in a constant state of fear and scarcity. Mm-hmm. And the question is, you know, the news, whether it's, you know, your daily newspaper, or the radio, TV, not this show, mm-hmm. but is going to be delivering you stuff that captures your attention. There are their business is to deliver your eyeballs to their advertisers. Mm -hmm. And we pay 10 times more attention to negative news than positive news. Mm -hmm. And that's for evolutionary reasons. Back 100,000 years ago, if you missed a piece of negative news, you were dead. Your genes were out of the gene pool. If you missed Mm -hmm. a piece of good news, well, that's too bad. So we have a piece of our brain called the amygdala that pays 10 times more attention to negative news. And the old adage, if it bleeds, it leads, is very true. Mm -hmm. And so if you're constantly hearing all this negative news, of course, you're going to think the world is awful. But what you're not seeing is all the amazing news. Like I just finished, I run every year a longevity platinum trip where I take uh, a group of investors, family offices, venture capitalists, philanthropists, and we visit one year the East Coast, one year the West Coast. We were just in Boston, Cambridge, New York, New Hampshire, visiting the most extraordinary scientists startups, entrepreneurs who are working to add decades onto our health span. It is miraculous what's going on out there in longevity. You know, if you think you're only going to make it to 80 or 90 uh, and you're in reasonably good health today, guess again, we're going to add decades onto your health this life. We'll we'll talk about that. But it's amazing what's going on. At the same time, across almost every area, right? I mean, the fact that individuals today, anyone with a smartphone has access to all the world's information for free, yeah. right? More Better than the heads of nations had just 10, 20 years ago. You point. have access to artificial intelligence for free. You have more access to computation and storage on your cell phone that, you know, if you paid three, four, five hundred bucks for it, you have what you and I would have spent probably, what, uh, Ten, twenty, fifty thousand dollars in terms of gizmos, right. two-way video conferencing for free, <laughs> <True>. <laughs> all of this stuff. But we take it for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of that, you know, we're creating a world of abundant energy. Uh, we're seeing exponential growth in solar. We've had breakthroughs in fusion, yeah. and all of those things bring you know, f- energy tips, positive economic growth. Uh, and I can go on forever. My first book uh, called Abundance, The yes. Future is Better Than You Think, which came out in 2012, chronicles this incredible movement. And I'm about to release uh, a sequel to that called Scaling Abundance, probably the end of this year. I'll come back. We can talk I about it. I love that. I love that. Um, and the story's just gotten much better. Mm. Uh, so, yes, if you're watching the news networks, and honestly, they couldn't pay me enough 
to listen to what they're feeding the public. I don't public. anymore either. Yeah. I don't anymore. I, by the way, you set me up perfectly because these are the things I want to ask you about. Literally every single one of those things <laughs> that you listed, including the abundance. By the way, his most recent book is called Exponential Organizations 2.0, The New Playbook for 10X Growth and Impact. It's so good. I want to start, start with the aging thing. Yeah. Someone's 50 years old right now. Yeah. Let's take 50, then we'll do 30. Okay. Someone's 50 years old right now. They're in reasonably good health, and maybe they've got a decent financial status where they can get access to the most cutting-edge things that are forthcoming or currently exist within a ratio that's reasonable. Mm-hmm. How long do you think someone who's 50 years old right now will more than likely live, So, and why? Yeah, so let's take it in, in slices here. First, uh, there's no reason not to make it well past 100. Um, the eldest human recorded to date is 122. Mm-hmm. Uh, the conversation I just had when I was in, in Cambridge the last uh, few days uh, with folks like George Church and David Sinclair, both sure. at Harvard Med School, Great two guy. of the you know, rock stars in sure this are. field, I opened with the question, is there an uh, upper limit to human life? Uh, is there a ceiling that we can't go through? And incredibly, they said, no, uh, there is not an mm-hmm. upper limit that we will see and can see 150 or 200 years old. Mm-hmm. There's this concept called longevity escape velocity. And what does it mean? Well, today, for every year that you're alive, science is extending your lifespan for about an additional quarter to a third of a year. Yes. Right? Because of breakthroughs, mm-hmm. better diagnostics, and so forth. Um. And it's growing. And so there's going to be a point that for every year that you're alive, science is going to add more than a year to your life. And so the question ultimately is, when are we going to reach this thing called longevity escape velocity? Right. Uh, Ray Kurzweil believes it is in the next 10 to 12 years. Uh, George Church, you know, next 15 to 20 years. So someone who's 50 today, uh, staying in good health through 70 is likely to intercept all the breakthroughs mm-hmm. that will give them an additional 30 years at a minimum. Isn't that incredible? But during that additional 30 years, we then have all these other breakthroughs coming. You know, AI, we were talking about AI all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm working in it deeply, investing deeply. It is going to deliver extraordinary breakthroughs. Mm. You know, I'll give a couple of other uh, ways of thinking of this. When I was in medical school many years ago, I remember watching a TV show on long-lived sea life that, that bowhead whales could live 200 years, the Greenland shark could live 500 years, could have pups at 200 years old, right? Mm-hmm. Sea turtles could live that long and perhaps longer. And I remember thinking, if they can live that long, why can't I? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was the answer that came to mind was it's either a hardware problem or a software problem. And this is the decade where we're going to start to understand how to tinker and fix those problems. What are some of those tinkers? Let's start, is it CRISPR? Is it genetic editing? Yeah. Like, what do you think the main things are? And then, by the way, does that mean that you think if someone's 30, they may go hit 130 or 150? I do. Right. I do think that people who are uh, youthful today, right? My 12, I have two 12-year-old boys. Right. I think they could have an indefinite lifespan, potentially. Indefinite lifespan. And, and that's a hard thing to say, mm-hmm. and I'm a hardcore scientist, mm-hmm. right? Um, but yet, I believe that, and we can come back and dissect that a little bit more. Uh, so you have to think about bridges of uh, stages, if you would. Uh, Ray Kurzweil wrote a book called uh, Fantastic Voyage, How to Live Long Enough to Live Forever. And it's a beautiful book. It's a little bit dated now, but a beautiful mm-hmm. book. And he talks about uh, bridges, stage one, mm-hmm. bridge one, bridge two, bridge three. Bridge one right now is, uh, we'll talk about this, is what I do aggressively, and I'm sure you do, which is diet, exercise, sleep, uh, supplements and meds, mindset, fundamental things. Interjection. To keep... Do you do any peptide stuff? I do. Okay. Um, uh, I will be doing more of it. Mm-hmm. And we can talk about it. I've got one of my companies, uh, Fountain Life, is mm-hmm. basically uh, my means by evaluating all technologies out there mm-hmm. and and scanning them and delivering them in the safest uh, fashion. But um, uh, peptides are a, a very important tool for, for messaging in the body. Uh, so the fundamentals of, of sleep, diet, exercise, mindset, 
those elements and not dying from something stupid, which I'll talk about. That's bridge one. Okay. Um, and it's the fundamentals that everyone should be and could be doing today. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes some work, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, getting into the gym three right. times a week, making sure that you get your eight hours of sleep, making mm-hmm. sure that you don't feast on donuts. Mm-hmm. I've had that debate with Elon on, on Twitter too it's, much. It's true, by the way. Peter walked in. First thing I noticed about him, I just want to interject, is, is to say that I said to him, I had no idea you were so ripped, sexy, and shredded. <laughs> but it, it's, it's a direct quote when he walked in. But by the way, he embodies, no pun intended, what he's actually describing right here, and I'd uh, like to think that I try to do that as well. Yeah. But, but uh, I just want to make sure. For sixty-two, I'm doing. I'm doing well. You look incredible for sixty-two, yeah. brother. You don't look sixty-two. Yeah. You don't. And so then... the second thing is the stage two, and stage two is the therapeutics that are are coming, and you know include stem cells, mm-hmm. right? Stem cells are the regenerative uh, engine of our body. When we're born, we have a huge supply of stem cells in every compartment of our body, our muscles, our brains, our fat, our, our skin. And as we grow older, our stem cell populations uh, reduce by 100 to 1,000 fold. And as you lose your stem cells, you lose that regenerative engine to go in and repair. Mm-hmm. And your stem cells get older. There are ways of stem cell supplementation. We can talk about that. Yes. One of the biggest areas is an area called epigenetic reprogramming, which is exciting. By the way, all of this stuff about uh, regenerative medicine of slowing, stopping, even reversing aging would have been considered, you know, insane five years ago. That's right. The acceleration of this industry and what's coming that was once like pie in the sky insane that's now actually present. Even some of the peptides, the MOTCs and these other peptides that are now, they exist now. They exist and they're available, accessible. So to think five or eight more years from now, it's not outrageous to to say the things that you're saying at all. If you were a scientist working in the field of age reversal five years ago, you were frowned on. You're quacky. You were quacky, and now it's the hottest topic in the world. Right, right. Yeah. And we're seeing the amount of capital flowing into these research areas uh, increasing rapidly. So epigenetic uh, modification. So, you know, think of this. When you're born, when you're 20, when you're 50, when you're 80, when you're 100, you have the same genes. Mm-hmm. Your instructions for your body haven't changed. Mm-hmm. So why don't you look ripped like when you're mm-hmm. 20? Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're at an age of 100. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not the genes you have. It's which genes are on and which genes are off, Mm -hmm. right? It's the control of those genes, what's called the epigenetics, epi from the Greek word above Mm -hmm. of your genetics. And, And so as we grow older, what occurs is this drift of our epigenetics where the wrong genes get turned on Mm -hmm. and the right genes are turned off. Um, and, uh, system is not working optimally. You know, we were never designed as humans to live past age 30. Hmm. Just to put it on the table, hmm. 100,000 years ago during, you know, if we ask when did cave men and women exist, they talk about 100K years ago was, hmm. was roughly that time frame of early hominids. Um, you'd go into puberty at 12 and you were pregnant by age 13, yeah. right? And then by the time you were 26, 27, 28, your baby was having a baby uh, you're a grandparent, and if the most important thing for the species was to pass on your genome, the worst thing you wanted to do is have the grandparent stick around and steal food from the grandchildren's mouths before we had McDonald's or Whole Foods around to make food mm-hmm. abundant. Food was scarce back then, mm-hmm. and so you would die. And that was, uh, that was a challenge. Right, And so ultimately, what we found was your body starts degrading after 30. Um, your body starts going into a slow shutdown and a epigenetic drift. Uh, our skin gets wrinkly. Mm-hmm. We put on more body fat. And all the things that we all know all too well. Let's go through that really quick. I want to stay on that for a minute. Let's sure. take the, the three things that, to me. There's this, the, the genes getting turned on and off. Yep. Okay. That's one area. And we're now entering a time where, you know, even things like cancer, turning that gene off in somebody is not outrageous to think that that's forthcoming. So there's the genetic part of it. Yep. Then there's the hormonal part of it, yep. at least to me. Right? Yeah, of like, course. No, absolutely. As these hormones deteriorate, your testosterone levels drop, well, whatever those are. Yeah. When you talk about that. Yeah. So that's, I think, for me, the second piece. And then there's also sort of this work that's being done 
in the stem cell area and the blood area, like this plasmapheresis stuff. I yeah. want to just, just speak to those three areas. Yeah. So, um, well, a lot to talk about here. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the organizations I started with Tony Robbins a few years ago called Fountain Life. Mm-hmm. Um, I serve as executive chairman and Tony's a co-founder and my board member there. We're building these centers uh, around the world. We have four in the United States now. We'll have nine by the end of next year and then growing throughout North America, Europe, into the Middle East. And these are centers where you go for uh, the most advanced diagnostics and then therapeutics. So um, what I think about Fountain Life in the first bridge is what I call not dying from something stupid. Okay. All right. So most people... If I asked you, do you know what's actually going on inside your body? And most people would say no. Mm-hmm. Actually, we don't, we're optimists to begin with. We think we're fine. Mm-hmm. But we don't actually know. And the body is really amazingly good at hiding disease. Let me give you some numbers. 70% of all individuals have heart attacks, have no precedent, no shortness of breath, mm-hmm. nothing on their CT scan, nothing. Their first you know, indication is a heart attack and half those people die. Mm. So it turns out that it's not the calcified plaque that kills you. It's the soft plaque in the arteries on the side that can evulse and block a coronary artery and and you're you're out of the game. Mm. So 70%, so unless you look, you don't know. Um, 70% of the cancers that kill people are not routinely screened for. And when you do have some kind of a uh, symptom from cancer, you're already at stage three or four, Mm. where the chances of recovery have diminished tremendously. Mm. Parkinson's, for example, you don't have any shaking until 70% of the substantia nigra. Your body is gone. Your Mm. body's really great at hiding disease. Mm. And so people say, I don't want to know. And I'm like, bullshit, of course you want to know. You want to know as early as you can because you can do something about it. Mm eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? Then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a full body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, exhaust kits, turbochargers, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See eBay Motors. Hey, guys. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. You know, in all of my businesses, and I've been blessed to have several of them, I've used Indeed now for a number of years. And the main reason I do it is, if you're like me, I don't want to waste a bunch of time interviewing people that aren't qualified for the positions that I have. It's one of the hardest jobs in the world, right? Or they are qualified, but they're not interested in making the move at the given time. And so with Indeed, you have a thing called Instant Match where they match you with quality candidates within 24 hours, and you're in front of people that want the job, that are qualified for it, and that you probably want to hire. I wouldn't go anywhere else. They've delivered great candidates to multiple businesses that I have right now. So here's what's great. Listeners and viewers of my show, you get a $75 sponsored job credit right now to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash MyLet. Just go to Indeed.com slash MyLet, which is M-Y-L-E-T-T, right now, and you can support our show by saying you heard about Indeed here. That would be great, by the way. Indeed.com slash MyLet. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. So on one side of the equation at the Fountain Life Centers, people come in as a membership and we collect, we do an upload, 150 gigabyte deep dive, full body MRI, brain, brain vasculature, blood flow, coronary CT with AI, DEXA scan, 100 blood biomarkers, full on genomics. It's everything about you, right? And two goals there. One, is there anything going on inside your body right now that you need to know about? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the second is what's likely to happen to you mm-hmm. so we can prevent it. In the first category, from our first 4,000 members, we did the study, 2% of them, seemingly healthy adults, have a cancer they don't know about, Mm. right? 2.5% have an aneurysm and 14.4% have some major finding they need to take care of immediately. Mm. 
So um, that's the diagnostic side. The diagnostics are getting better and better and better. average age? 50. Okay. Um, Actually, 55. So it's people who are younger, my advice is at least come get a baseline. Mm -hmm. Right? We've had a lot of people who we found significant heart disease in their 30s or uh, an aneurysm or a early cancer, get mm-hmm. a baseline. And then mm-hmm. maybe you do it every two years. If you're over 50, I go every single year for my upload. So do I, different places, yeah. so do I. Yep. Uh, the second side of what we're doing is advanced therapeutics. And so mm-hmm. what are we doing now? Uh, we, what set me off on this is you mentioned total plasma exchange. Mm-hmm. So total plasma exchange is a technology where you basically hook yourself up to a machine, it pulls out two liters of blood, it spins out the red cells and the white cells. What's left is the plasma, mm-hmm. which typically has a lot of waste products in it. Mm-hmm. And the, that two liters of plasma is tested but discarded and replaced with albumin and saline. But one thing we are standing up right now was an FDA study where we're going to be adding not just regular albumin and saline, but we're going to be adding umbilical cord plasma. So you've heard of the young blood experiments, yes. right? Uh, and so this is the youngest blood possible. This is mm-hmm. uh, umbilical cord, right, from a newborn, mm-hmm. plasma with all the growth factors that's added in back with your uh, replacement fresh plasma. Uh, we're also standing up studies for stem cells and exosomes. The challenge is that a lot of this has never been fully done under rigorous scientific evaluation. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that we're doing in our EDGE program at Fountain uh, because our members want to be part of this, want to be part of the science. Mm-hmm. So they have every year they're fully uploaded. We have lots of longitudinal data of everything in detail on their body. We can then mm-hmm. do these therapeutics and then measure actually, was it of any value? Yeah. Did it change anything, mm-hmm. right? Versus just crossing your fingers and hoping for it. Right. Right. So. Uh, we're doing uh, banking of your stem cells mm-hmm. and other uh, other elements. You're never as young as you are today. Yep. So you want to go ahead and, and bank yourself. I want everybody just. I want to jump in. I want everybody to just hear this because these are things right now. You you got to spend a couple bucks to do. But like anything in medicine, the more these tests are done, uh, the greater the volume, the lower the barrier of entry will be financially for people. So these are things that. You should be researching now, and if you can afford them, you should go do. Yeah. I go do. Yeah. Same time, they're forthcoming for most people, in my opinion, relatively soon. Let me tell you what I'm excited about. So it's fountainlife.com if people are interested. Sure. We are, we've just stood up something called Fountain Health uh, Solutions, right? So it's a health insurance captive, okay. which uh, we provide the same type of health insurance for companies of 50 or more. But- we add all the advanced testing mm. for your employees. Mm-hmm. So our goal is not to do the payouts. Our goal is to prevent the health incidents in the first place. Mm-hmm. And the savings that we have for finding the disease early, we pour that back in for advanced testing, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, the challenge is, of course, you know, fire insurance pays you after your house burns down. That's right. Life insurance pays your next kid after, kid after you're dead. And yep. Health insurance pays you after you're sick. So yep. I want to flip that yep. uh, with these advanced... Well, really, isn't it, Peter, isn't it basically we're moving out of being, you know, post-disease treatment into preventative care? Yeah, it's, go, it's, it's exactly right. Mm-hmm. It's going from reactive to proactive. Do you think chemotherapy will exist in 15 years? I hope not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we have a good shot at uh, really addressing cancer mm-hmm. uh, this decade mm-hmm. um, uh, in a lot of a lot of ways. The idea that there's a particular set of cells somewhere in your body and you have to poison the entire body to get to them mm-hmm. is is pathetic. Mm-hmm. I saw in uh, our longevity platinum trip we just did like three or four different approaches that were spot on, right? You know, it, it was not chemotherapy. It was attacking specifically those cancer cells. Mm. I want everybody just to hear this because I'm excited. I'm I'm sitting here. I think one of the reasons that you're even hearing me speak right now is that I've had access to some of this technology. When I was very young, when these full body MRIs started to come out, the, the weaker form of them, there's better ones now, but I was already uh, 
riddled with soft plaques in my body. Mm. Uh, just getting your labs drawn. Some of you are 30 years old. You've never even had your labs drawn. Just to know, you know, your big particle HDL, small particle, not just this generic stuff in your cholesterol. Do you have any lo- lipoprotein A in your blood? Like these things that are real markers yeah. that you need to know. And fortunately for me, I did know this genetic testing. I have really crappy genetics on both sides of my family, but I know what I'm predisposed to. There are things you can do to head these things off that, you know, are very basic things now for somebody like you, Peter. But for the the mass population, it's not. And I got a lot of questions for you because, like, if everyone's living to 150 years, we triple the world's population. How's food going to work? But I want to go there yet. I uh, let, st- let me hit two other yeah. quick points yeah. for those, right? Yeah. Uh, Fountain Life is a lot of imaging, a lot of genetics, a whole bunch. It's the most exhaustive uh, diagnostics and therapeutics, and it's not cheap. Um, mm-hmm. If you can afford it, it's the cheapest money you can afford. Uh, Tony uh, Tony Robbins and I stood up a company called My Life Force, which is just the blood testing, mm-hmm. and it's really about maintaining vitality. Mm-hmm. And so go to MyLifeForce.com, and it's a lower-cost product. But at a minimum, you should be doing, it's 40 biomarkers, Mm -hmm. and it's looking at, you know, where are you on your hormonal levels and so forth. And it's a phlebotomist comes to your home and Mm -hmm. takes it and gives you a dashboard and so forth. Or go someplace. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I think not to know is is not reasonable anymore because you can't. It's fascinating to me that most people that listen to my show, they try to eat clean, most of them. They train and work out. And then it stops there. Yeah. And what I think I'm trying to alert everybody to today is that that, that you, you're you now thinking like someone who lived 25 years ago who went to the gym and ate chicken and rice or whatever you did. Like, we're way past this now, guys. Chicken and broccoli. Chicken and broccoli, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, eat the broccoli. Don't eat the carbs. But, you know, guys, we're way past this. The, the river of life is your blood. At least get that looked at. If you can get these full-body MRIs, if you can find out. About, the day I went to have mine, the man in front of me, they found an aneurysm that he probably had about 48 hours yeah. that was going to go on him. It saved his life. The day I was there, it wasn't me. It was the person who went in before Unfortunately, me. I had the flip situation. A fraternity brother of mine was going to be going down to one of our centers uh, uh, about 30 days out, and he died in his sleep. Oh, my god! Yeah, and it's it. we have saved hundreds of lives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you end up somewhere with a pain in your side and the doctor comes out and says, I'm sorry to tell you this, you've got so-and-so, it didn't happen that morning, right? right? It's been going on for some time. Mm-hmm. Um, I did something I would just offer out to your readers, uh, I ended up writing a a 60-page, very readable booklet called Peter's Longevity Practices okay. that everything I do in, in diet, exercise, sleep, mindset, supplements, meds, uh, imaging, um, and it's Wonderful. it's free, and it's I want nothing for it other than to pass on uh, out of reading hundreds of health and diet books is like what really matters it's the basics it's the stuff that you know right it's minimize your sugar Mm -hmm. maximize your plant intake Mm -hmm. you know it's exercise it's eight Mm -hmm. hours of sleep it's the basics but with the details Mm -hmm. and if folks want that just go to diamandis.com slash longevity and it's a free download there's nothing more important than your health Mm -hmm. you inspire me so one of the reasons i wanted you sitting there was one i i like to feel like i'm learning from the cutting edge Mm. and when I think of you, that's actually the term that comes to me. Almost obsessed with the cutting edge. <laughs> okay. I mean, I've even to- I've even ha- had. Well, uh, I look forward to our friendship, Ed, and, and I, I do and as well. Time I do as well because I want to get into these conversations because I even hear Tony sometimes tease you about how cutting edge you do think <laughs> and how much you want to push it, and I love that about you. And so the merging of these two worlds is you went you set me up perfectly in the beginning. So there's the the longevity piece, the health piece, the wellness piece, combined with this. The future, I guess the future is happening now. And so faster also, and faster. You also brought up AI. So I recently had Mo Goddad on the show. I love Mo. Mo so and I have a few projects together. I love him as well. Yeah. He seems more skeptical and concerned mm-hmm. about the advancements in AI than you do. Mm-hmm. And so you have, a, I think, a different perspective about it as well. So I'd like you to, because there's a convergence of these worlds. I actually think there's a correlation between AI and healthness and longevity course, and wellness. There is. AI will be the single greatest contributor to our longevity. It'll drive the breakthroughs. The amount of data that we're gathering from all the genetic experiments and CRISPR experiments and, and manipulations, the human brain can't fathom that. AI is the only tool we have to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I've known Mo for a decade okay. or more since uh, he was at Google. 
and uh, uh, loved his book, Solve for Happy. And then when he wrote Scary Smart, I consumed it. I read it twice Mm -hmm. and called him. Uh, And we're working on a a project together. So uh, I'm actually... Uh, I'm actually much more aligned with him uh, than you might imagine. So I think AI is the single greatest tool for humanity ever. It's uh, Sundar, the CEO of Google, said it's more power, more powerful than electricity or fire. Mm-hmm. And I agree. You know, the way I say it, there are going to be two kinds of companies at the end of this decade: those fully utilizing AI and those that are out of business. <sighs> right? It's that. It's like not using the web or not using mm-hmm. a phone. If you're an entrepreneur, so you have to become um, fluent. You have to experiment. I mean, you can go to AI and ask it any question, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like what question should I ask you? You know, mm-hmm. you can. It's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful tool. So in the long run, I'm very pro AI. Um, I don't believe. I mean, I think Mo and I are on the same side that uh, there's two. So let's. Let's divide AI into three parts. There's AI today, uh, you know, the GPT-4 and ChatGPT and um, the various variations of that. And it's great. And if it stayed just here, I'd be super happy with it. Mm-hmm. But it's going to progress. Uh, and then the next phase is what's called AGI, Artificial General Intelligence, where AI is at the human level. Mm-hmm. And then it progresses very quickly to ASI, artificial superintelligence. Okay. And the, I believe that the more intelligent a system becomes, the more pro-life it is, um, the more pro-respect um, uh, and uh, support. The you know Hollywood, not a few miles from us, has made its business in dystopian scenarios mm-hmm. of the Terminator, and uh, but. There's no reason for super advanced AI to want to harm us. Um, I think that if anything, we'll see AI be bored with us uh, mm-hmm. and move on its own. Her, which is a great movie mm-hmm. scenario, at at the end when the AI becomes super intelligent, um, the AI. Uh, Let me uh, challenge that for a second. I want to ask you about that. Okay. One of the things Mo said to me, because I agree. But one of the things Mo said to me was, I'm not concerned about the machines. I'm concerned about the people that are yes, controlling the yes. machines. So, that, so, so that's different. So okay. that is advanced superintelligence for me is the 10 years out. Okay. The near term, it's the you know one to 10 year horizon. Uh, when I put one because of the 2024 elections, right. which Mo calls patient zero. Yes. It is humans using AI for nefarious purposes. Mm-hmm. So it's not artificial intelligence, it's human stupidity I'm concerned about. And I agree with him there. We're going to see AI used by um, by bad actors to take down a power plant, take down a uh, Wall Street mm-hmm. server, um, you know, drive fake news. We're going to see these negative iterations occurring, uh, and that's the challenging part. How does... That's the challenge. We've already had a little of this, but... Of someone every day living their lives, being able to distinguish between the algorithm feeding them something and truth and falsehoods. That's yeah. that's a really serious, significant challenge to this among all of the ancillary tremendous benefits. So uh, one of the phrases I use and I teach entrepreneurs is the world's biggest problems are the world's biggest business opportunities. Love it. All right. I love it. I want to become a billionaire, help a billion people, right? Mm-hmm. That kind of mindset. Mm-hmm. And I, there are going to be real challenges around this. Mm-hmm. And there are a multitude of companies working on how do I slay them? How do I really understand um, whether it's going to be using blockchain or some other, mm-hmm. cra- you know, throw in any other fancy uh, exponential tech that you want to throw into the equation mm-hmm. to try and solve it. But how do you solve it? How do you demonstrate something is actually truthful? Right. right versus uh, versus a deep fake or whether it's been stretched or how do you keep from being in an echo chamber? You know, one of the things I wrote about in my first book was this idea of cognitive biases. We all have these cognitive biases in our brain. Our brain can't handle all of the data it it receives, and so over the years we've created these cognitive biases. Mm-hmm. Like we we pay more attention to negative news than positive news. We like someone who looks like us more than someone who doesn't look like us. Uh, we give more value to recent information than past information. 
And <laughs> we don't actually realize how much our brain is biased in these ways. Mm-hmm. And so AI, you can, you'll be able to flip a switch that says, yeah, make me alert, you know, alert me to when I've had my cognitive biases and keep me straight and tell me when something is false or doesn't have a high gold standard of, of mm-hmm. authenticity to it. So there's going to be these tools mm-hmm. that can help us. Okay. Um, and again, don't forget, we tend to see the negative dystopian uh, aspects of everything way early. We see problems 10 years ahead and we accelerate them to today Mm. and we get scared shitless by them. Mm. But we forget we're going to have a lot of ability before they actually get here to have entrepreneurs solve these problems, Mm. right? I I define an entrepreneur as someone who finds a problem and solves it. Mm -hmm. So I remain hopeful. I am concerned there's no question that I'm uh, I'm concerned about the dystopian uses of AI. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also want to get and I'm involved in uh, you know AI alignment, and this is an area I'm working with a few different AI experts. How do I make sure that these this artificial general intelligence and this artificial super intelligence is aligned with humanity's interests? Right. Right. That's so the rub, that, right there. Yeah, and so that has to be, you know, Mo. For those who have not heard Mo on Ed's show, please go find it and listen to it. He's amazing. Um, you know, one of the one of the analogies he uses is that we are the parents of this AI, yeah. right? And it's our responsibility to teach it, and we've been teaching it passively by all the things that are on the web. It's been scraping the web and it finds hate speech, it finds biases, it finds all of these things. So we have to become more more tuned and more uh, you know, intentional about how we're teaching these AI Particularly systems. right now, in my view. Yeah. It's, it's the next two years. It's the next two years because yeah. that sets the course for its brain going forward, its yeah. theoretical moral compass going forward. Hey guys, I wanna to talk to you about Shopify. You know, when I started this show, the furthest thing from my mind was doing online business, and now I can't imagine my life without it. So I love Shopify because they're a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. So whether you're in the startup phase where you're just launching your online store, or you're at that really big business where you're like, hey, we just hit a million bucks in order stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. They've helped me through every single stage. I wouldn't even know what to do without them. So whether you're selling shipping supplies or promoting productivity programs, Shopify helps you everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered big time. They help turn browsers into buyers. They convert their checkouts 36% better than all the leading competitors. And I've used them for everything I do online. So every single thing you see that I market online, Shopify is somehow involved. I wouldn't even know what to do without them. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash mylet, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash mylet now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash mylet. If you've been listening or watching the show for a long time, you know what a big believer in NetSuite I am. I've been talking about them now for years. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors, which is why I've been using them now for five years myself. Over 37,000 other companies have as well. They've made the moves. Do the math. Now you'll see profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash mylet, netsuite.com slash mylet, M-Y-L-E-T-T, netsuite.com slash mylet. I have two worries about it. I want to ask you about the second one. Hmm. We've addressed the first one, is a bad actor getting a hold of it in some way and biasing it in a particular direction. The second one is how it's going to affect labor and work. Human beings' ability to earn a living. I had this thing that I was reading that you talked about that, this is from you. You can correct me if I quoted this wrong, but Goldman predicted robots will have $154 billion in revenue the next 15 years, these yeah. humanoids, right? So that tells me that's revenue that's come from somewhere else, too. So I'm concerned about 
the world as we know it, people being able to make a living in so many different industries that we just there may not be a necessity for them? Or do you have this optimistic view that new industries will be created as a result of this technology that will just replace dated industries like we have in every other revolution and people find a way to employment? Let me dissect my thinking and you can tell me how you feel about it. First of all, you asked a question earlier about if we're living longer, are we tripling the population of the planet? And, you know, Elon talks eloquently about this. I put the data out as well. The biggest challenge we have is not going to be over our population of planet Earth. It's underpopulation. I've heard him say that. Right? I don't so, understand it. But I've well, I'll, say give you, I'll, it. Yeah. I'll give you the numbers. So 50 years ago, globally, the average was 5.4 children per family. Okay across all nations globally. And as... How many uh, years ago? 50 years ago. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we've seen now today is that numbers drop from 5.4 children per family. The replacement level is 2.1. Okay. Okay. Accounting for childhood mortality and so forth. Uh, today, we've gone from 5.4 globally to 2.4 globally. Okay. People are having less children. Uh, the U.S. is below the replacement level. Uh, sure. Most of Europe is below the replacement level. China. Italy is way below the replacement level, mm-hmm. as is Japan and China mm-hmm. and so forth. So the majority of all nations, the vast majority, are having less children than required to maintain the population. Africa is the only continent where it's higher, and it will also come down uh, as as it becomes higher educate, economics improve, and health improve. Seems it's correlative, right, between the two. And yeah. we're going to peak at nine, nine and a half billion, have a very rapid decline. So the question becomes, the bigger challenge is where we're going to get the labor to maintain standards of living in, uh, in 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be uh, robots and AI. So now the question is, the biggest concern I have is not are people doing work, because a lot of people are doing work they don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, we're lucky mm-hmm. in what we do. Sure. But if you're cleaning toilets and waiting tables, and what you really wanted to do was something else, mm-hmm. um, and you're doing you're doing the the labor to put food on the table, insurance for your family, mm-hmm. what you dream of as a kid, right? That you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And the biggest challenge for me is going to be how do we maintain purpose in people's mm-hmm. lives, right? So, one of the books uh, that will be uh, early. 2024 book with me is uh, is mindset mastery. It's really about about purpose. Mm-hmm. It's really what mindset do you have, and how do you shape your mindset? Right. Again, our brains are neural nets. What we feed our brains um, shapes the way we deal with opportunities and challenges. What we see, what we hear, feel, and see. Exactly. Our RIS kicks in, and we're, it's it's yeah. it's finding what we most deeply believe. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Um, Am I worried about displaced jobs? Yes. Um, I think that what we're going to start to see is human AI co-pilots collaboration <laughs> where, you know, in the field of medicine, uh, to be very specific, uh, it'll be malpractice soon to diagnose a patient without having AI fully in the loop. Yeah. Right? I, I see mean, that. I can uh, see that. And, and there's, I remember when, when my dad passed about five years ago and uh, he had had pretty advanced um uh, neurodegenerative disease. He had broken his hip, and a, a broken hip, as you know, is a very Not it's you know yeah. it's you're a large percentage of people are dead within a year. It's the beginning of it's the bad, beginning of the end, right? Yeah. Um, he had cardiovascular issues, and so my mom and my sister is an amazing physician, and myself were in there. I hadn't been in the hospital in years, uh, and the doctors and nurses would come in, look at the numbers on the machine, you know, and then walk out, and I'm like huh? What's wrong with this picture? And what I really want is AI to do all of that. Sure. And I want the doctors and nurses to humanize the experience, right? There's a, there's a saying, okay, wow. You know, there's okay. a, there's a saying, automate the routine and humanize the exceptional, okay. hmm. right? So there's a partnership to be had there. Wow. You flipped that for me right there. Cause I saw it going the other direction. It's much less of a humanization of the processes that we'd be involved with. But to your point, if they could handle the process part, the humanizing of the interactions we have with other in these businesses, particularly medicine and even law, everything. Yeah, everything. Everything. It's right. like you know. That's interesting. Human personal person connection. 
Um, well, and then the world needs more of. Uh, can I just say something to you? Sure. The world needs more of your perspective on this. I did. <laughs> Thank you. No, I'm, I'm. I'm. I knew today would be extraordinary, but actually, a couple of these. I, I'd call them actually my own biases regarding a couple of these things. You're challenging them, and I'm not. I'm not easily flipped, but I actually tend to agree with both things you said regarding the population, uh, food, AI. I, I actually. I feel a little bit better right now. Oh, thank you. That's my. <laughs> I interrupted you. Uh, I wanted optimism, to interject that. Optimism dosage. Yeah. Um, it going back. It is the most amazing time ever to be alive. Hmm. Um, do we have problems? Absolutely. You know, we've got uh, we've got issues on mental health. We've got obesity problems at the same time that we have a billion people underfed. Hmm. You know, uh, we have uh, still the threat of nuclear war. We have all kinds of problems. Hmm. But would I rather deal with those problems with the tech we have today versus you know thirty years ago? Wow, great yeah. point. Right? Yes. So those so And so thirty more years from now yeah, or exactly. three more years from now. And should, so that's it. You know mm-hmm. it's we are getting more and more powerful tools mm-hmm. to solve the challenges that we have today. And that keeps me hopeful. You uh have a particular mindset and um in your book about abundance, you list these different mindsets, and I'm actually kind of watching you embody them, actually, as you're talking. <laughs> okay. So I'll read them, and then just Please. tell us a little bit about yeah. them, right? So you believe mindset's like maybe the most valuable asset that we can have. I, I The way I say it is if you look at Mahatma Gandhi, Martin Luther King, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, and you said, what made them successful? Their money? Their friends, their tech, or their mindset, mm. right? Mm. Just answer that question, and you say, "Well, mindset, of course." Mm. Hey, great. Then, if mindset's the most important thing you have for being a leader, then my next question is, "What mindset do you have? Where did you get it? And what mindset do you actually want and need for the decade ahead?" This is the biggest thing that I do work with people on, and a lot of these mindsets were installed in us when we were defenseless as, as, as children. Kids, right? our, not only our mindset, but our emotional imprinting as well, which leads to some of our mindsets, and they feed one another. Or passively, while you're you know vegging out watching TV. A hundred percent, it's still being fed to us, and we're we're sort of these targets. In the book, just talk about this a little bit: yeah. abundance, exponential, moonshot, longevity. Yeah. These are different mindsets, guys. Listen to the goodness man's work. <laughs> I'm serious. It's so, so good. We evolved on the savannas of Africa uh, during a period of fear and scarcity. Those mindsets that we had, <clears throat> and they're they're wired into our brain. Uh, we fear um, because being in a state of fear saved our lives most of the time, yeah. right? Uh, again, if you saw a rustle in the leaves, you thought lion, you didn't think wind. And you know, one time out of 10, it would save your life. And so fear was an ever present state. And scarcity, because, well, you know, food was scarce. It really was. You didn't know where your next meal was coming from. And so it's wired deeply into us. The opposite is a uh, an optimistic and abundance mindset. And we truly are living in a world of abundance. Um, uh, People may not realize it because they're not looking or paying attention, but across everything, uh, access to food, right? I mean, honestly, you can get any fruit on the planet instantly, you know, all the time, delivered by Uber in 30 minutes. I mean, holy moly, that's incredible, right? It's incredible. Um, and, you know, energy and, and access to health and information and AI. So we're living in this massive world of abundance. Um, and, and optimism, uh, again, you just have to think about what was life even just 100 years ago? Gosh. You know, we would be working 60 and 70 hour weeks just to survive, mm-hmm. right? We had none of what we consider modern day uh, activities, you know, no TV, no electricity, no phones, none of this stuff. New York was buried in horse manure. <laughs> it was the biggest environmental disaster a hundred years ago was the horse manure disaster. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was insane. It stank mm-hmm. in Manhattan. So, hey guys, you know, when I love technology and a great idea revolutionizes an old industry, and by the way, if there's an industry that needs a revolution, I think you'd agree with me, it's the healthcare industry. It's not easy to find good doctors. And by the way, good doctors that are in your area that also take your insurance. And that's why I love ZocDoc. They are revolutionizing the healthcare industry 
and the way you get access to doctors. ZocDoc, by the way, is Z-O-C-D-O-C. Here's who they are. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Tons of different reviews on the doctors, and they're local to you. You can find out if they take your insurance. I just did it for a tear I had in my shoulder. One day later, I'm in the doctor's office getting some help, getting an order for an MRI. So go to ZocDoc.com slash MyLet and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash MyLet. ZocDoc.com slash MyLet. So uh, we have gone from fear and scarcity mindset to those who want to see the world in abundance mindset. An abundance mindset says, listen, uh, if you've got a pie and, and extra friends come over for dinner, instead of just slicing the pie into thinner and thinner slices, which is a scarcity mindset, let's just bake more pies, <laughs> right? And the realization is that technology is a force that turns whatever was scarce into abundance. I'll give you an example. If there's an orange tree and I pick the lowest oranges off the branches, I'm 5'4", Five, four and a half. I'm going to add that half inch in there. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, all of a sudden, oranges become scarce until I invent a piece of technology called a ladder that gives me higher reach. Now they're abundant again, mm. right? We used to kill whales on the ocean to get whale oil. That was our energy source for lighting our nights. Then we ravaged mountainsides. Then we drilled kilometers under the ground in the ocean for oil. And now we're bathed by 8,000 times more energy from the sun. Mm than we consume as a species in a year. And then fusion's coming. We have a massive amount of squanderable abundance of energy. So that's the abundance mindset. What is really scarce? No, bullshit, it's not scarce. You just haven't figured out how to make it abundant yet. Wow. Right? Um, so what's the next mindset? Exponential mindset. Uh, this, one's a, this one's a challenge because we are wired for linear thinking. So if I said to someone, listen, can you point on the ground where you're gonna be in 10 steps? You can pretty much point where you're going to be in 20 steps or 30 steps. We're really good at linear projection. Our brains are wired. Can I get to that tree before the lion gets to me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That wiring is amazing. But we're living in a world of exponential growth, uh, computation, storage, all of these things. What's exponential mean? It means a simple doubling. Uh, 1, 2, 4, 8, 16, 32. You know, this is also refers to as Moore's Law, the amount of computational power doubling per dollar every 18 months. Well... In 30 linear steps, you're 30 meters away. In 30 exponential steps, you're not 30 meters away. Jeez. Yeah, right? You have literally gone around the planet 26 That's times. So you're, so a, you're a billion meters away. So and that disconnect between linear thinking and exponential thinking is what, what can shock or surprise us. It's what put Sears out of business, right? It's what put Barnes & Noble out of business, Blockbuster. right? Blockbuster out of business. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, interesting. Netflix... Blockbuster had two opportunities to buy Netflix, and it passed on it twice. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't go into it's a long story, but and you know why didn't? Okay, anyway, it, what we're seeing here is linear thinking humans not understanding exponential growth, which is giving this amazing world that we have, mm-hmm. but can disrupt your business if you're not thinking. So mm-hmm. I try and teach people, entrepreneurs in particular, how to think abundantly, mm-hmm. how to take your products and services and digitize them, dematerialize them, demonetize them, democratize them, or how to think exponentially. Moonshot thinking is is builds on both of those. And you know, most of the world is trying to go 10% bigger. Like in our core businesses and our, our typical entrepreneurial mindset is like if I can just do 10% more revenue. It's true. Right? I'd be it'd be awesome. Or 10% lower my cost yes. or whatever it might be. And that's fine, and that's what everyone's trying to doing and do, and you're trying to compete against them. In a moonshot mindset, you're like, scrap that. I want to go 10 times bigger, which is 1,000%. Mm-hmm. And the realization is if you're going to try and go 10 times bigger, you can't do it by working harder. Mm-hmm. You can't do it by just doing the same thing you're doing in the same way. You have to literally discard what you've been doing and start from the clean sheet of paper, mm-hmm. right? So this is you know what Elon's been so extraordinary in, uh, and I, I've watched him uh, at SpaceX from the very beginning. 
where you know he wanted to go and build a space business. He wanted to go to Mars, and he travels back. I was with him back in 2001. He travels to Russia to go and buy a Russian rocket to launch originally a mouse around Mars, and later on to land a plant on the Martian surface. He goes there, and here they see someone had just sold uh, PayPal to eBay, and here's this American with money, and they try and rip him off on the prize. You know, these are ICBMs. These are intercontinental ballistic missiles where the warhead comes off and you put your, your payload on. And he's an engineer's engineer. He's mm-hmm. brilliant beyond belief. Um, his success is not surprising. Um, and he says, this is ridiculous. They want me to pay a ridiculous amount of money for 50-year-old ICBMs. So he comes back and he starts with a clean sheet of paper and reinvents the industry. He says, no, you know, the rocket engines need to be completely reusable. The stages need to be reusable. Um, and, and he basically goes 10 times better. Right versus 10% better and so and has dominated the industry, right? Yes. It's like, what are the world leaders in terms of the space business? It's China, it's the US, it's Elon. It's crazy, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. true though, it's yeah. true. And so how do, you, how do you start with a clean sheet of paper mm. um, and reinvent your business using these exponential technologies? That's moonshot thinking and longevity thinking. Listen, your mindset, as you well know, is the single most important thing you have as well for your health. Mm. Uh, if you, and I began my longevity platinum trip with the conversation with my, my abundance members there saying, how long do you think you're gonna live, right? And how certain are you that we're gonna add 30 healthy years on your life this decade? What's your longevity mindset around this? Mm. If you don't believe it, if you really are, are anchored to where your dad passed away or the average life expectancy, then maybe you're not going to be looking as hard for those breakthroughs. Maybe you you're not going to be working it. out as much you or skipping that donut, you nailed it. right? Yep. But if you do believe that this is coming, you're like, I'm going to do everything I can mm. uh, to be in the best health to intercept this technology five years or 10 years or 15 years from now. And that's the longevity mindset. Mm. So I teach these through my Abundance 360 program to the CEOs I, I mentor and I write about these because I think these mindsets are the mindsets we need uh, to really uh, thrive in the decade ahead. This interview, everybody should go back and listen to repeatedly. But I got to tell you, this last part, I read this. Look, I read everything. I do a bunch <laughs> of podcasts, right? I mean, you and I are, you know, we have similar contacts and friends. And um, I reflected on this. So I want to just share this with everybody. Please. The abundance mindset, I think I've had that most of my life. I actually... That's something that you've heard before, somewhere a variation of that. We, we've all heard that, the way you articulate it and explain it, put it in context. The syntax of it is brilliant. It's different. I've had an abundance mindset. That's probably why I'm wealthy. That's probably mm-hmm. why my life's turned out pretty sure. well. But then I actually really ask myself, this, this exponential mindset, do I actually think this 30 times I'd be around the world? Multi- I, I don't know that I do. I, I I am in a pattern of thinking that is much more linear mm-hmm. in my life than it ought to be, particularly with the momentum that I have, the access that I have, the capital that I have. I should be thinking exponentially more often. And I should have a part of me that's got this moonshot mindset. Mm. And you're 100% right. Rob Dyrdek's a good friend of mine. I think Rob's number is 125. We talk, we tease each other all the time. He said it to me 100 times. I should know what it is. But mm. he's like, I said, well, that's a great number. He goes, brother, because I believe that, I'm looking for the technologies, yes. the medicines, the training, the mindset. He goes, I'm a much higher probability of hitting the 125 because I believe it and I think about it yes. than if I don't. All of you should evaluate this. You don't know what you don't know. And it's the invisible things in our life. It's what we're not doing oftentimes that we don't see, that we don't realize we're not thinking about that when we get to the end of our life, we're going to regret because this information has been here the entire time. And we can get comfortable when we've made gains, I think, going, okay, that was exponential. Now I'm at this like abundance, grow a little bit part of my life. But at any stage, if you begin to think these different mindsets, things can dramatically change in your life. You can can dramatically be a different human being. So his work's so brilliant. I want to go a couple more things because we're going to run out of time. So we've talked about the the 
what I would call life extension stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. We've talked a little bit about the mindset stuff. This then ties into, you say like, for example, in your recent book, this linear mindset, linear companies, it's a different context, but like a linear company's toast, right? It, it, it is, it will get massively disrupted. Mm -hmm. Um, we're going to disrupt and reinvent every industry this decade. There's not a single industry uh, that isn't going to be completely reinvented as AI is coming in. Uh, we haven't even talked about you know quantum technologies that are mm -hmm. coming or brain-computer interface or all these other you know pixie dust magical technologies, but are real mm -hmm. and will be materializing over the decade ahead. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking, uh, I was watching the news last night and Fox News was... I watch Fox and CNN. I love to hear what everybody's saying, right? And I watch each of them for about, I'd say, eight minutes a week now. <laughs> okay. Because I won't feed myself these things yeah. anymore. I just won't do it anymore. Right. I used to really watch, and I'd feel like I needed a shower afterwards, and I was stressed. <laughs> and so I don't watch anymore. But sometimes if Sports Center's over or whatever's happening, I'm about to nod off, I'll take a look at it. And they were sort of trashing these uh, autonomous vehicles that are now running around San Francisco, and there's yeah. this huge risk and this other thing. And I thought to myself, man, you don't understand what's coming here. Like this, someone's going to play this clip of you guys six years from Listen, now. Listen, it was the same clip that was played 100 years ago when the cars were entering Manhattan and the buggy whip manufacturers were trashing the car. Mm. You know, Do you feel like, you know, these advances that are forthcoming mean a company needs what you call in the book you call it i think it's an mtp yeah so i think this is a appropriate place in the last couple of questions to ask you about because if you do own a company or you're an entrepreneur or you have a side hustle how do you take advantage and not get disrupted by this but be a disruptor yes in these times this mtp concept i already took it to my companies i've already taken awesome. it and awesome. so i want you to talk about so that. Uh, one of the things that every abundance member i have i want them to um, develop an MTP, a massive transformative purpose, and a moonshot. Mm -hmm. Everybody coming through my abundance program, that's table stakes, mm -hmm. right? And so your massive transformative purpose um, is uh, a short enough phrase that is provides clarity to the world of who you want to serve, what is the big impact you want to provide, right? And the action verb. So for me, my personal... MTP is to inspire and guide entrepreneurs to create a hopeful, compelling, and abundant future for humanity. And and I say it every day, twice a day, everyone in my family, everyone of my members know it. It decides what I do and don't do. In a world of near infinite abundant of opportunities, and we're getting, you know, you know this, you're bombarded by more opportunities you possibly know of. How do you decide what to do and what not to do? Yes. Right, and my MTP is my filter. It's my it's my uh, vector mm. that helps me decide. That's fascinating, mm. not for me. Doesn't fit in your doesn't MTP. doesn't fit in. Right, mm. it's not going to. And the MTP is sort of the canvas you want to paint mm. your life. And then your moonshots are on that canvas. They're the very clear objective goals. I'm going to do this, this, and this by this target date mm. right so my earlier mtp was making humanity multiplanetary, and uh my moonshots were building my international space university and building the x prize and i built a launch vehicle company and so um but an mtp is driven by passion right we you know this from your work and from our common friend tony we are emotional energetic beings and we need to be driven by that emotional energy. And MTP is driven by emotion. It's either positive emotion of awe and amazement. I'm going to, holy, um, this is the most extraordinary time ever to be alive. Or it could be one that's got a negative energy. I refuse to let this harm continue for this people, mm. right? I'm going to solve it. Mm. As long as it comes from one of those areas. And then, again, it's a broad, you know, uh, uh, canvas. But then your moonshot is very concretely, I'm going to, you know, in XPRIZE, it was, I'm going to uh, build a $10 million prize Crazy. to inspire private companies to launch three adults into space, land, and do it again within two weeks. Very clear, very measurable. People know whether I pulled it off or not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so an, a moonshot is a very specific objective goal. And it's a target to shoot for. Without a target, you're going to miss it every time. So yeah. what is that target, right? Yeah. So I actually have, I built an AI um, uh, to help people uh, 
develop their MTP and their moonshots, mm. moonshotplanner.com. It's free and it'll just help you develop your MTP. It'll go take you through a process. And then <clears throat> once you've done that, help you develop uh, your, your moonshot. Yeah, um, brilliant is uh, an inadequate adequate word to describe <laughs> your work. I, I, I mean it. You exceeded my expectations today. I have one more question, by yeah, the way, sure. if you guys want to stay for this. But I mean this. Everybody, you can feel something here today, right? This is a man whose work you should just stay close to. Thank you, pal. Don't you feel like you'd be much more well-informed if you stayed close to this man? Mm-hmm. Follow him on Instagram. By the way, the new book's Exponential Organizations 2.0. It's unbelievable, but all of his work is. I'm so grateful you exist. Thank you, pal. You're pushing it. You're pushing it. I it like comes it. from the heart. I, yeah. I live this on my sleeve. I know it's you do. who I am. I yeah. can see it. I mean, it is you. Yeah. And I'm really grateful we did this today. And I, I do want to do it again. And I'm more... Uh, it's not empty inspiration. It's actually factually based evidentiary stuff that I feel really, really better about the world and my own life and where we're all going as human beings from being around you. I want to ask you one last question. It's just a crazy one. Yeah. If you're a little bit embarrassed to say it, but you were going to say it, and people said, what's one of your visions you're going to see in your lifetime that most people would give you the eye roll for? They go, Peter, now you're out over your skis. But in your private moments... With your best friends or alone, you go, you know what's going to happen while I'm alive that nobody can imagine is going to happen? It's this. What would it be? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a few okay. because uh, I have a ambitious lifespan objective. I set in medical school a ridiculous lifespan of like 500 years because if you know Greenland sharks can live that long, mm-hmm. why can't I? Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, if if we're able to live an extra, uh, 30 more years, mm-hmm. right, uh, the breakthroughs we're going to see in 30 years are just... Uh, unimaginable, literally unimaginable. Mm-hmm. So, um, what is the uh, crazy idea? Is well, on the little nine-year-old in me, who's a space cadet, uh, wants to go and start a little town on the moon. That would be fun, <laughs> but that doesn't feel unimaginable. That's just a matter of money. Um, the tech is here and coming rapidly. I think the most incredible and unimaginable on uh, concept is uploading yourself. Right. So can you take your persona uh, encoded in your brain, the 100 billion neurons, 100 trillion synaptic connections, and move that information, your consciousness, into the cloud? Um, we're going to do it in a piecemeal part. Uh, you know, Ray Kurzweil, who's been my mentor, he's my, my partner and co-founder of Singularity University, writes that by 2033, we're going to have high bandwidth brain-computer interface, meaning my the neocortex of my brain is connecting to the cloud. I can think a question and Google it and get the answer. Um, that isn't, that is not unimaginable. That's real. And the tech, I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I've seen that, you know, Neuralink from Elon is part of it, but I was just on this platinum trip. I saw uh, a few companies that are uh, moving the technology so we've got like 10 different approaches to that technology mm-hmm. heading towards 2033. And that's going to be, you know, making us, you could think of us as somewhat cyborg. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> the ability to go beyond that and actually upload your consciousness, that is when we might become uh, immortal in that regard. That is absolutely mind-blowing. You should see my producer in the background. Where he's literally praying hands, leaning, <laughs> pondering what you're saying in the background right now. Which is like what millions of people are doing. They're just going, oh my gosh. You're a treasure. Thank you, pal. I'm so grateful. And um, everybody, let me just say this to you. You are welcome for today. I'm very, <laughs> very grateful. You just got this, everybody, for free. You had to listen to a couple of my ads. But beyond that, it was free. And um, so would be following Peter. So please do that. And please share today's show. Like, guys, if I have to ask you to share today's show, you ain't ever sharing a show. (laughs) This was epic. And I'm very, very grateful. And I hope that this is the first of maybe every year we bring Peter back. And we say, tell us what's going on in the world here, brother, and bring us up to speed. So thank you so much for today. My pleasure. All right. God bless you, everybody. Max out your life. Take care. This is The Ed Milet Show. 